High FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. Welcome back to the DL Link Show, where we connect you through insights, information, and illumination. Vicky Seberini here. I um, hope you are enjoying the show. I said this is a show about possibility. Um, and I've just come across so many beautiful quotes. Um, and I love this. I didn't, did you ever read the notebook, Nicholas Sparks book, or perhaps you watched that amazing movie, so romantic, beautiful, um, Ryan Gosling. Um, and I've forgotten who the female actress was. It'll come back to me. Anyway, taken from the book, a beautiful quote. It's the possibility that keeps me going, not the guarantee. And just as I say it, just the word possibility, I can feel the excitement there. And I think it speaks a lot to what Tembi and Corsi said. It's the possibility that keeps me going. But we've only got to recognize what are the possibilities. So perhaps goal setting, uh, you know, is the first step if you are feeling a little bit stuck. So we're going to move on. More incredible, uplifting stories. I have Liesl Nell, who is a cancer warrior turned co-owner of Elle's Creations. We'll tell you more a little bit about that. Liesl, welcome and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. So, Liesl, you were always a very, very active person. It was tennis. It was hockey. You were in the gym. And then in October 2019, you felt a pain in your left ribbon shoulder and your world shifted dramatically. Perhaps you can just fill us in. Yes, I was very fit. Um, I was one of those typical that goes and exercise twice a day. So suddenly in October, started feeling pain over my rib cage and my shoulder blade on my left side. And typical as anyone would do, just shifted it off. It's just muscles, tried to wrap it with some arnica. Um, and eventually it just got worse and worse. And then at a point in time, um, I went out to a client of mine. I did work for the mines and I started getting like a silly little cough and, um, Went to the mine, had a site visit, was fine underground because the air is nice and moist and warm there. Came up and felt awful. Eventually that I phoned my sister and I said, listen, yeah, I really am not feeling well. And then she advised me to drive immediately to my GP and, and see him. Which day I've been diagnosed with bronchitis, um, got antibiotics. It didn't work. Three days later, I was back in his rooms, did a chest X-ray, confirmed it was pneumonia. Um, we advised me he will not, he's not going to admit me to hospital. I can just come in every morning for for my antibiotic strip and give me um, loads of antibiotics home as well. And then on the day of the World Cup, actually that evening, um, we realized I'm not getting any better, and I was taken to the emergency room, and that's where it all started. And within five days, I was confirmed that I have lung cancer, um, being actually a non-smoker as well. Sure. What a shock to the system. And only 31 years old. That's how old you are. Yes, yes I'm only yes. 30 years old. Yes, you're so young. And then, of course, you, you, you were told by the, the doctors that this was not a curable cancer, but treatable. In other yeah. words, you would have to take medication. You have to take medication for the rest of your life to make sure it doesn't spread. Yes, yes. So um, my cancer is, if you have to put it in staging and in buckets, it's in stage four. 
um, it's not operable in my lung where it's situated because it's sitting next to my aorta and my um, main veins and it's growing against it. So there's no way they can operate and remove it. The risk is too high. Um, so we basically, I take what they call target therapy. It's like a type of chemo drug in tablet form every day in the evenings um, to make sure it, it, it doesn't grow and it doesn't spread. Mm. And so how did you manage to get your head around uh, this one, Niesel, knowing that it was the stage four and that it's something that you would have to treat all the time? Um, how, how has that journey been for you? I must say it, it was quite shocking in, to, in the beginning um, to think, you know, you're going to live with the rest of your life with this um, and it's, it's not curable. It's only treatable. And then the, the first shock in your system is, Will I die from this? And then you realize in the end, if you take your medicine, you become basically like a diabetic patient or a patient with high blood pressure. If you can control it, you'll be fine. And it doesn't, it doesn't mean the fact that you have cancer that you will actually die from it. And I just have an approach that I can go tomorrow out in the street and be hit by a bus. It doesn't mean I'm going to die from this. Mm-hmm. And we've had setbacks. We've had in the last year two setbacks where the cancer did spread to, uh, spread to my brain in May and then in December again, and we treated that. And every time you just like, you have to fight this. There's no option. You're 31 years old. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to carry on, Niesel. After the break, I want to talk about the impact that COVID had on this whole treatment of yours and if, if anything shifted in your life. So a quick break and, and let's continue. IFM 101.9 megahertz of life. Yes, you are tuned to 101.9 Chai FM, and this is the DL Link Show, where we connect you through insights, information, and illumination. And my name is Nikki Seberini, keeping you company, really, just for uh, a few more minutes until 1 o'clock. A very inspiring show is what we're bringing you, because the DL Link just in itself is an incredibly inspiring organization, founded by Michelle Goodman and Jackie Artsilla all the way back in 2010 and providing a nurturing safe space where patients faced with cancer as well as their families can turn to for support. And we have a cancer warrior on the line by the name of Liesl Nell. And Liesl was just sharing a story before the break about being diagnosed at the age of 31, an active person um, with a lung cancer um, and how it spread twice to her brain um, in this past year, May and in December. And Liesl, you know, you've said that your mindset has been very important that you want to fight it, you're young, and it's just you've got to get through it. It's something you have to overcome. So on top of all of that, COVID hits, um, and I know that there's been a huge issue with your medical aid, with payments and payment gaps, and I think many people who are listening can relate to the huge stress um, and the huge financial burden of, of having to close that gap in terms of uh, payment of what you have and what, what what the cost of the treatment. So let's talk about COVID. Let's talk about what it was like and what you managed to do during this time to help you yourself out financially. So when COVID hit, luckily I work for a firm that's very flexible. So when COVID hit, um, we made, I stayed two weeks before COVID already at home, um, working from home. I only work reduced hours. I was in a fortunate position that I had disability insurance that 
covers the rest of my salary for the portion that I don't work. So I have a, a two-hour working day and a six-hour off day. Hmm. Um, and then, so when COVID hit, uh, it was fine, March, April. Then I got the brain cancer, and we only figured that out with getting an epileptic fit one evening in my sleep which my um, sister woke up to and realized what was going on. That was a shock of the system because suddenly no family members are allowed in. So you have to go through this whole process quite alone and go through your radiation therapy alone where she sits and worries outside um, um, at the oncology center waiting for you to get out. And it's it, you will have conversations with her that you can't recall or WhatsApp conversations while you're sitting in the oncology center and you say to her, go home, and she says, no, I'll wait here. And then when you get home, she'll say, why did you say go home? And you'll be like, I didn't say that. And you go back on your phone and realize, oh, I did actually say that. So it, it was a stressful time. Um, we we only, luckily we stayed together. It's my two sisters and I that stayed together. That was the only people we saw. Most of the time, um, as the lockdown rules went to lower levels and it opened up a little bit more, I allowed my parents to see me, which was also very difficult for them um, in the beginning, not seeing me. And um, But they also had a rule that they are not allowed to see anyone else because yeah. at that point in time, you cannot afford to get sick. Yeah. Um, and, and we stayed on the target therapy with the, with the radiation. So we literally just took it day by day and the financial cost, um, I don't think I've realized, I don't think the public has realized how expensive cancer is. And it's, it's really not a poor man's disease. Um, mm-hmm. Despite being on a, a top medical aid, one of the top plans of that medical aid, only 75% of my treatment of my medicine was covered. I had to pay in 25% of it, and that is where we started the Little Biscuit Bakery from home in COVID times to just make up that financial burden. Sure. It is insane that being with a top medical age, only 75%. But that's a discussion for another day because, as I said, I think many people listening feel your pain. We all do. It's it's absolutely shocking. But what made you yeah. turn to, you know, I think that baking, you've said it was great for your mind. It was a lot of fun, but also it helped out financially. So how did you, what did you start making? We basically did like a traditional um, soot cookie, like yeah. what you will get at Christmas time, and a, and a ginger biscuit. And we just baked that. And we started sending out messages on WhatsApp, literally on your whole phone book and say, are you interested? This is what we're doing. And the orders just came in, and we baked. <laughs> I think that if we had to look at um, the, 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 the sales of sugar and flour and butter and all sorts of things over COVID, I'm sure that you know the sales are incredibly high because everyone took to baking. It was yeah. a wonderful time of baking. But now that we're in January 2021, are you still baking? How is Elle's Creations going? So it has quieted down a bit. Um, I think that everyone has returned to work. The emotional eating has stopped. Um, <laughs> I did realize people were indulging when they were at home more. Uh, yeah. But we're still operating the bakery. 
um, I'm just like every little bit that comes in will fill another hole because you just think it's, it's your medicine. It's not just your medicine. It's bloods. It's your doctor's appointment. It's, you know, they just add up. Um, and, and it does become unforeseen cost. So what we do, we, we put the extra fund in, in an account and whenever I need it, I just pull out of that account and we'll continue as such. Fantastically. So listen very quickly before we say goodbye. How do people get hold of Elle's Creations? Have you got a Facebook page? We do have a Facebook page, which they can just order f- through from. Wonderful. Liesl, thank you so much for joining us. We wish you thank all you. the best. Good health. Good health. Please guard growth of Elle's Creations and an end to your financial burden and only good health. It was wonderful having you on the show. Do take care. Thank you very much. Enjoy your day. Thanks. And you too, Liesl Nell, our cancer warrior, turned co-owner of Elle's Creations. Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008.